Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unchain Your Strength Podcast. I have a very, very special guest for you today. Uh, we spent about an hour talking before we hit record, though, so this is how awesome <laughs> she is. We have Holly Hughes. Hi, Holly. How are you? I am so awesome. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm very excited to continue our conversation. Um, so am I. I'm like, I got I, what we're going to talk about. I think we have covered a lot of things before the podcast, but I think we have much more anyways. Uh, yeah. Holly is an intuitive healer and she's also an author. And I'm actually watching, looking at her now. And she's got a picture of her book in the background, which is called Real Not Perfect. And I love it. Absolutely love it. She explained the cover of it. But uh, Holly, I'm going to let you speak and tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, so everybody can get to know you. Sure. I'm Holly Hughes. I'm an author and intuitive healer. I also lead retreats and workshops. Um, I split my time between being insanely creative, I'd like to say, hardworking and helping people. I am clairvoyant and an empath, and I can see, hear, and feel things, which help my clients get through transitional times in their life where they're kind of stuck. They know something's not working, but they don't know how to fix it. And when traditional therapy fails, I like to step in and empower and lift people so they can become who they want in their own terms. That is the biggest thing for me, defining yourself in your own terms. Yes. And when you, talk, when you say clairvoyant, tell me a little bit about it. Oh, sure. So I guess typically there are what they call, I'm air quoting for everyone who can't see, and I hate air quotes, but I'm making fun of myself, the five Claire. So you're clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairgustison, claircognizant. There's some other Claire. I always forget the fifth one. So it means I can see, hear, and feel things. And I, oh, clairsentient. And I just know things that I can't possibly know. And I do that when I tap into a client and their energy, like I don't walk around the world like that wide open because I wouldn't be able to drive my car, right? Like I would yeah. be getting bombarded <laughs> with too much. But when I'm with a person um, and either when we're working on a phone or a Zoom or especially in person, my body will mimic pain in their body. Oh. So where you're holding energy, I will get pain. Where there's an emotional wound, I will feel the wound. So be beyond seeing like auras and boundaries and your chakra centers, which I get messages from. I also tap into your highest person, your highest self, that what I consider your soul on the other realm, whatever you want to call it. And then your spirit guides. Everyone wants to know what their guide is. Everyone's guides are different. Some of them are mm -hmm. the same. I see angels and dead people and dead people are not angels. They're totally different. And, um, I call them interdimensional beings, right? Because we can see them here on this plane. And I don't want the dogma of anyone's faith or religion to stop them from receiving a message. So whatever word works for you, I'll use that word, right? Like I, they don't care what you call them. They don't have any skin in the game that way. Okay. Interesting. You mentioned it that dead people are not the same as angels because a lot of people no. say, okay, that is your angel. I garden angel. And usually you're related to somebody who you really love that somebody who passed away and that is still yeah. roaming around. 
tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> okay, this is a fun story. Ooh, we didn't even talk about this before. We <laughs> have to move my dog. He's making me so hot. Okay, so I didn't know if I believed in angels. So I've always had my gifts my entire life, always been able to see, hear, and feel things. I just didn't know that other people couldn't. That was my normal right? Like, just like I have brown hair and he's alive. That's my normal is who and what I am. And then, um, I could always kind of know things or have an inkling of when something was going to happen. I didn't really control it. Cause I didn't ever try to, like, I just would get the information. They could be kind of cool. I would hear sometimes what people were thinking and what they were saying about me, especially when it was bad. And I was like, what the hell? I would have super vivid <laughs> dreams that would come true. But I came to a point in my life where I was like, I'd like to control this. And so I started really, um, I guess, what is the lingo nowadays? I manifested my ability to turn it on and off, right? So I like to turn it off so I don't walk into things because I used to be covered in bruises because I wasn't really grounded <laughs> in my body. <laughs> and people would be like, what is that? I was like, ah, I just freaking honestly walked into the wall. Um, <laughs> and then I tapped in, but then I had gotten sick and I needed to get a hysterectomy. And then, so that meant that they literally removed my second chakra, right? My womb was taken out my, in theory, my creativity, whatever. And when I recovered from that, when I woke up, the world was silent. I did not hear my guides. I did not hear the world. I did not oh, feel gosh. things coming from nature. I didn't. And I got so sad. I was like, is this is this how quiet it is for everybody else? Because even on the days where I think it's quiet, I'm still, I feel a, a buzz. I don't know how to explain it any more than that. Like a current in the air kind of thing. So um, I had to work really hard to what I call rewire my connectiveness to source or other or everything. And during that time, I was like, well, what is with this angel stuff, right? Like, I don't know, right? Is that made up, like whatever? And so I started like meditating and trying to figure out what was real and what was not. And then, and then one sat on me and I know that sounds really weird. And my whole body started to shake and I started crying unconditionally. And I was like, like I had no control. And I was looking at someone who was kind of helping me get better at my gifts. And I was like, what the hell is that? She's like, oh yeah, that's an angel. I was like, shit. Okay. MF, I understand what you were, I, I believe in you. I give up. So now I can tap into Metatron and Gabriel and all of these other archangels and other angels, because there's plenty that aren't archangels. Their names are fascinating to me because I find them hard to speak sometimes, especially when there's an angel connected with a client, because it's not English and it's not Spanish that I know of. And it's not any Hebrew that I know. It's like some name and I do my best to interpret it. Um, and I think they're pretty awesome now. Yeah. Gosh, that's fascinating. No, I love that was a long answer. Sorry, everyone. No, 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 no. I loved it. So <laughs> Holly, tell me when you told somebody that for the first time that you had, that you can hear things, that you can feel things, how, what was their reaction? Who was that person? And what was their reaction? I have to say growing up in my house, it wasn't that weird. I'm so every woman on my mother's family, my grandmother knew things, right? She would just, she especially knew if you were cheap, which is the funniest thing ever. Um, but she would know things. My mom has a pretty good instinct. It's just mine is super, super yeah. much more developed. Um, my dad will dream about someone right before he dies. 
which is a terrible gift to have. So I don't want that one. My daughter in the meantime, um, I don't really talk about her because she's not on social media and I don't want her to be because she's still pretty young, but she has many of my gifts. So instead of her suffering the way I did when I was younger, not understanding what an empath means, meaning like that she feels other people's feelings or she can kind of feel energy in a room. Um, She will ask me about it. Then I help her put a boundary on it and I define it for her at an age appropriate level. So it doesn't overwhelm or scare her because it can be both overwhelming and scary. It definitely can. Well, when you can't understand what's going on, like you have this thing and it's like suddenly it's like, okay, what is, what is, why am I feeling this way? Or, cause it does happen to me hardly sometimes. Or I think since I was a kid, I had this thing that if somebody entered the room and I didn't, the energy wasn't there, I would feel it and I would go, I would go like, you know, like the cats that go. (laughs) Yeah. I I like to do that one too. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm down with that. You also, you feel, um, what would I call them? They're kind of like um, elves. So you can tap into sort of like the fairy elf realm. Like you can feel that magic of the land that you're on. You know, that makes sense because you were in Ireland forever, right? You were Ireland for a long time (laughs) and that place is full of that. So it sounds like make-believe, whatever, but you know, I, I think if you are open to knowing that human senses cannot perceive everything, then why can't, like a dog hears and sees more than you can, right? Certain animals can see a a light that you can't, there's plenty that we cannot see that is there. But is that because we're afraid to see it or because we were conditioned to think that that is not real as well? You know, like, you know, most of the kids, they have an imaginary friend when they're little, like most of us, like I remember Mm -hmm. my mother telling me the story when my grandfather passed away and I must've been about almost a year old and I was trying to walk. And I was walking up the stairs. I was walking, crawling up the stairs and I was about to fall and something just lifted me, you know, just some, she, she was just stunned. She was looking at it. And then I looked behind and I just started laughing. I just started laughing as if somebody was there, you know, and, and then as the years go by, I always felt like that, that presence was always there in some way. That's an angel. That's an angel that had you. Like, that's what I feel. So there's um, an angel, Archangel Josephine. She's for children. And she's a really good one that's around for like protection and whatever. But I just feel like, yeah, like some cute little angel was like, uh-uh, no, 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 Maria. Don't go down yeah. that way. Let's not do that. <laughs> I do that. No, but it's, it's just, it's so, it's so interesting because it did happen after my grandfather died. And then she said she would catch me in the corners of the room having a whole conversation, a baby conversation, you know, with the corner laughing and like joking, like, you know, whatever kids do and the da, 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 da <laughs> vocabulary, yeah. you know? So, but as I grew up, I don't know, it's, it's, I think part, part of us kind of stops believing in that or if we have those gifts, as I believe in a way I do, because since you mentioned about dreams as well, I, I get very vivid dreams, Holly. Like yeah. they kind of go like, Sometimes I feel like they're like a series, like consequences, like like a Netflix series. And I'm like, what the hell? Like I might dream something this day and then three months later, I might be dreaming the second part of it. Mm-hmm. But not because I was watching anything 
that it was related to it or anything. I'm just keep dreaming from that. Like the second part is just, yeah, I think you're doing work in your sleep, right? So like uh, part of your soul gets to be a little freer while you're sleeping. And so I think some of us do work and healing work while we're asleep and that could be part of it. And you just get to go to places that you forget that you can go to when you're open. I do think everyone has abilities. I think we are conditioned to pay attention or not pay attention, right? There's many, you know, religious beliefs that find it scary or it's because, oh my God, it's the word of the day, my word of the year. It's a definition. How are you being defined? How does that definition fit? Does it belittle or uplift? Does it scare you? Some things that scare you should, because that's a no. And other things should be, you know, you should question like, what, what is that? I'm so curious. I had an imaginary quote friend when I was a kid, cause I was afraid of the dark. Cause I saw so many weird freaking things in the dark. Um, but, and when I got older, he told me it was a male. He's like, I'm going to go and you won't be able to call me anymore. And I said, why not? He's like, cause you're too old now. And so like at one night when I would call in my head, his name, he just ne- didn't come back. Wow. And I like remember that conversation. And I really think it was to help me not be afraid of the dark. Wow. Cause I was, I had this chair growing up. It was like a, like an antique. It had like rose, it had a rose carved in the back of the wood of the chair. And at night that, that freaking flower turned into faces and I would pile clothes and clothes. So I couldn't see it or feel it. Right. So Man, I can tell you what that chair looks like so vividly still. I don't like that chair. If you can see her face, like I'm, I'm watching her now. Like, oh, I feel like I'm a horror movie. Such <laughs> a scary face in that damn rose. I don't know. What the hell? Yeah. So. Uh, oh, that's crazy. It's fun. It's a cool gift. I, I really like it. I mean, sometimes it's a party trick. My husband likes to call me his witch. Um <laughs> I can't guess lottery numbers and I'm not psychic. So I cannot predict the future. That's not what my gift is. It's not how it works. It's a bit different than that. Yeah. Well, I think anybody should try to figure out their future unless they want to build it. Like, you know, I'm a strong believer that things happen for a reason as well. And sometimes you don't want to see what's out there, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I think, I honestly think, um, you know, I believe in multiple lives. So I think before I came to this life, I told God, okay, Oh yeah, I want to take care of some karma. I want to get some lessons over. So let's just pile on this, 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 this. I mean, some terrible things. I've been through some crappy things, but like, so let me just do it. Let me see if I can heal. Let me, let me take every wounded person on and I'll just take some abuse and I'll just lose my house home to a fire and earthquake. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's <laughs> add some of that. No, I think, but you have to promise me when I die that I'm going to laugh hysterically over all of that, right? Because <laughs> things it. happen and they don't have to define you or belittle you, but they should inform and then they help you create boundaries. So you don't invite the toxic people, places and things into your life that you can choose better. I think that's always really important to remember that you can always make another choice. Absolutely. And speaking of which you just said it, that invite that into your life. And we're talking about karma and inviting things. Mm -hmm. Can we, would you be able to identify what's what we can know sometimes people are like oh that karma again fuck you know and it's like here we go again (laughs) 
you know, and, and sometimes you might be you might be on that path, let's say on that journey that you're doing the work and you're healing and you're, you know, identifying your wounds and you're like, okay, I'm going to work a little bit on this and this, and I know where this is coming from, this toxicity. And then shit happens again, you know, yeah. and you're like, okay, the first time around, it might have been karma. What is this now? You know, and, and you ha- you find yourself in that in that limbo thinking like, okay, why is this happening to me again when I'm doing the work, when I'm trying to heal as much, why is the universe throwing me this again? You know, and you feel like you're going backwards a hundred steps again. Right? Yeah. I used to call that the why me? My mom said, I used to say that so much when I was young, she bought me a poster and she hung it up. Why me? Why me? <laughs> um, I think, and that was really me being dramatic as a child. So, um, I, you know, sometimes it is karma, like depending on the person in front of me, like what are they working out? Like, let's just say a relationship, it would be with the same person though. Like for me, karma is you're working it out with one person. I also believe if you were going to pick the same sort of person, work all this shit out with the relationship you are in, friendship, um, family, like love relationship, unless please, if you're in any sort of danger or harm, get the help you need for that. That's a whole other level. So I don't want anyone to think I'm discussing that. But if you are in like some sort of power dynamic where the relationship is good for one week, questionable a second week, and it's always bad on the third week, and you're repeating that pattern, or if things are really good, you self-sabotage somehow. If you're enjoying some sort of success, you feel like you're not worth it. And you, there's sabotage in that, that is a pattern and a dynamic that can be healed. Right. And the trick of that is you're going to have to do what makes you uncomfortable because what you know, isn't working. And so that is an interesting place to really help people heal. Gotcha. Yeah. And you know, cause some people say like, okay, like in my case, Holly, I moved around in very a lot of cities around the world. And for some reason, I always end up meeting the same kind of people, which <laughs> were a bunch of alcoholic and drug addicts. And that was me when I was younger, you know, mm-hmm. but it was like, oh, this is great. I'm meeting the same kind of people again. So it was like, whatever I moved, it was like, it was always that circle until I was like, okay, this is it. I don't want any of this anymore. And this is already eight years ago, you know, that I said, stop, that's it. Life has to change. And ever since it's just those when I when I see that coming or I see them from miles I'm like already again is the cat going like I'm out of here run yeah because you know you've been there done that and you know it doesn't work for you right that but that's a boundary right that's a huge by the way I think that is a huge success eight eight years of sobriety or knowing that you were there here we go okay So we're talking about um, different kinds of relationships and dynamics. And um, the one dynamic that I live through that I really love helping people heal from is if I love you enough, I can make you happy. You can never love anyone else enough to make them happy. The only person you can love enough to make happy is yourself. Now, I used to have a lot of people used to be like in uh, like retreats, they'll be like, okay, look in the mirror and say, I love you. And I would be looking in the mirror and I'd be like, I got to tweeze that hair. Oh my God, there's a zit. I mean, like, you know, I couldn't go there and I thought it was hokey and I didn't like it. But what I have started doing in the past month, um, because actually I heard this like from a yoga instructor, instead of saying, 
I love you in the mirror. No, I just say out loud, I love you, Holly. Mm -hmm. And I say it like I mean it. And then I feel that love. I, I, and I, that I'm feels, too, Holly. Yeah. feels awesome. And if it can be really awkward to say, but I think that's a great place for for a person's healing story to begin because a person who is slightly codependent is going to find people who are broken in some way and their broken piece somehow feels magnetic to theirs. And then you're connecting on a pain point and that's not mm -hmm. a stable relationship. Absolutely. And on, on that, speaking of that, Ali, you think there's a certain, my, my, one of my best friends was always like, oh, if you hit 40 and you didn't realize that, then your life is going to keep going the same way till you die. And I'm like, that's a bit harsh to say, though. I've seen people changing when they're 50s or 30s. Because, you know, a lot of people like to say, oh, I've always been like that. That's always been me. I always, you know, that, that is, and that's it. And they stick to that. And I'm asking that because, you know, I have somebody in my life that, that is repeating the same pattern over and over again. And it's like, and I'm looking at her and I'm like, lovey, you've done this already. Why don't you get out? And it's like, no, it's not the same. I feel great. And I, I love myself. And I'm like, you're clearly not if this is what's happening, but you know, nobody can change unless they want to change. So, so much one can do yeah, and as well. Some people like the pattern and the power and the power of thinking they're helping. They think it's also draining, right? It all depends where you are on the scale of um, giving to what hurts. I used to also say, you don't have to sacrifice to love in order to receive it. Mm-hmm. That's one of my really big, I have Holly healing tip in my book. And that's one of them, right? Like you don't have to bleed for love. You don't have to hurt for it to receive it. It's, it's doesn't work that way. But if there is a, I call it a transactional relationship to love and affection, which means I have to do X. So you love me. I have to heal you, pay for you, feed you. Like, you know, it's, it's, you should be with a person who you can talk with that makes you feel good that you have things in common. You don't have to agree on everything. Like it's, that's about, that's life. But a person like the one you're talking about, they're just stuck and they like being stuck. There's like a power in it for the, their self-worth. And you can't make them change. They can just get to a point and be like, I'm really tired of people calling me and complaining all day and me having to listen to them moan. And then they don't do anything I recommend, right? They just want someone to unload on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, know. that's a lot of negative energy, man. Go take a salt bath. That's what you need I know. to do. Take a salt bath. <laughs> remove yourself. That's always like one of my friends always says that. If I don't like the situation, I just remove myself from it and that's it. It's like I still be polite, but you won't yeah. catch me there hanging out and being best buddies ever again. And I'm like, fair enough. I was like, that is, that is a good way. You know, for, for a lot of people who, who wouldn't understand, they're like, oh, that's a selfish thing to do. You still got to be there for that friend. And you're like, no, there's so much you can do as a person as well until your energy just like, <gasps> it runs out and you're like, okay, you know? No, I think you could be there for your friend with boundaries. Like I have, uh, I can be compassionate without, um, enabling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I sorry like you're going through things. Um, but no, you can't stay with me while you're figuring out, but no, like you're obviously, you know, like I don't, 
I don't need to listen to you for hours at a time. That's like, that's not healthy for me. So there is a balance in that. So you can, you can figure that one out. And, you know, we all have good days and bad days, right? So maybe your friend actually needs an extra hour that day or that week or whatever. It's okay to give it. It's just doing it endlessly to the detriment of your own, of your, what you need to get done to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, absolutely. Thanks, Holly. Oh, thank you. It just cleared so yeah. many things. I was like, between the conversation we had before and this, I'm like, yay. You know? Yeah, I, it's just one of those things I actually do in the book. And I know a lot of people do it, but like I do it a different way. Like it just how to say no, right? So you have to define who you are in your own terms, not according to what people say or society needs to say, like, you know, be you. We're not a homogeneous planet. Like social media is making everyone think that I have to look a certain way. I have to eat a certain thing. I have, no, I love I to travel because people are different. As well. right. like, especially when you're a coach, it's supposed, oh yeah, well, I'm going to be all nicey and jolly and I'll have to, I'm going to contact you and send you a DM and be all friendly. And you're like, uh, I can see that pitch all over it already. Just be straightforward. You yeah. know? <laughs> it's like those messages you get on Instagram. You're like, Hey love, I love your content. Let's share it. No, no, no. no. But thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I see that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like self-care is the other thing, right? We were talking about different buzzwords. People talk about self-care. Self-care, I think a nice step is to wash your face. That's good. Right. But I think self-care is what feeds your soul. It energizes you. It makes you lose track of time. It makes you not miss your phone. And that is what, that's what self-care really is for me. And in order to have time for that, you have to tell, (laughs) yeah. Tell, uh, you have to tell people, no, I can't help you. No, I can't see you. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Because you deserve that time to recharge and refuel. Because if you're doing things and you're exhausted and empty, you're modeling that behavior for other people. Yeah, absolutely. But that's, that's going back to boundaries as well and being mm-hmm. able to say, okay, no, this is my time. I had to do that with a friend the other day or organize my whole day and I'm like what are you doing I'm like this is my time I'm like I am unless you ask me I might be able if I feel like I'm like there's nothing against you but you know sometimes you feel like doing nothing and it's just it's my time I can do whatever the fuck I want yeah (laughs) that's one of my favorite things I was like you know sometimes people ask you to do stuff because you always say yes and they can manipulate you yeah yeah. Just mm. saying. So when you start mm. saying no, you might get pushback. Good. Yeah. Good. That means you're doing it right. That's the, that's the part that makes people who are in a transition part of their life uncomfortable because who wants to disappoint someone that makes you feel with guilt and anxiety and whatever. But when you get to a healthy place, it won't, <laughs> you won't, you'll be like, this just doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. You might feel a little bad, but it won't be like uh, an emotional hangover. Exactly. Yeah. Like you won't be carrying that for days and then like, oh, how can I make this up and try to make it better? No, it's it. This is my decision. Yeah. This is my boundary. These are my values. And that's it. Let's move on. And yeah. Dusted. Yeah. Holly, share a little bit about your book um, because I'm really interested. The cover is absolutely fantastic though. I'm, I'm just going to put it I on the podcast as well. I'm going to like put it there so everybody can see it. But I love the, yeah. I love the title as well. Um, tell me about your book. I, I can't wait to read it. I actually I'd love it. to. So the book's on Amazon because it's COVID and it's the easiest place to get a book. So it's <laughs> Real Not Perfect, How to Become Your Happy Authentic Self. 
And it really is, um, it's like an intuitive healing in a book. So there's Holly's healing tips. I give homework. And in each chapter, there's even a guided meditation at the back to help support you wherever you are in the process, however developed or whatever into the woo-woo you are. Um, the beginning of the book, I explain what all my gifts are and how it works. And then we just go through the process of like, what words do you use to define yourself? I have you write them down. And then I want you to pay attention to how many of them are actually negative. Mm -hmm. What are you always saying about yourself to yourself? Why does that happen? What is your emotional story? That thing that we talked about earlier, like what's your truth? What happened to you? What moment in life made you think that you being less than was okay? And then how do we heal that? Create boundaries, give yourself a voice and then work on self-care. And that the book takes you step-by-step step through that entire process. That sounds amazing. You did mention as well that sometimes when we find, we're trying to find the wound, we always try to go to this big picture, something like yeah. really dramatic that has happened either in our childhood or when we were teenagers. And you mentioned it with me before, it's like sometimes it's something just as simple that can bring that wound, can bring that, that hurt. Yeah, my favorite example is that, is that um, I had worked with someone and like the generalization is basically they needed a parent's attention, right? But when they came home, the parent was preoccupied, not intentionally neglecting, not anything. Maybe they were working, I say, or maybe their brother or sister was hurt or needed more attention. But the story is I wasn't important enough for them to notice. So therefore I'm less than, I know my own bullshit is like, I have a brother and my mother used to help him all the time. You're stronger. You're stronger, Holly. You're stronger. But I was like, but why don't you help me? Mm -hmm. I don't want to always be stronger. Like I'm tired. And then I learned not to ask for help. Oh gosh. Meet your sister. Yep. <laughs> right. And like, did you just, I guess I got goosebumps. So like that's, you did. I'm like, okay, I'll do it on my own. I'll do it on my own. And yeah. as I got older, it was like, I'll do it on, on my own. F you to everyone in the world who doesn't think I can. And I will fight my way to win everything. And I talk about this in the book too. It's anger is a fossil fuel. If you yeah. are motivating your life on anger, you will burn out, get sick and just freaking fall down. I know a lot of successful people do it, but I don't think they're happy and they're yeah. tired. And I think happiness is an option. I think you should find some of it in your own life, right? Everyone has hard things. We've been through difficult things. So every day might not be happy. Every year might not be, but there really should be moments in your life that bring you joy Absolutely. and that fill you up no matter what. And they don't have to cost money. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find yourself sometimes just sitting there, you know, just sitting there, probably just got up in the morning, made you a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, whatever, whatever suits you. And just start smiling for no reason. And you're like, oh, shoot, I am actually happy. You know, and there's no, there's no, you can't pinpoint what is it exactly that is making you feel that way, but you just can't stop smiling. Yeah. No, I, w I woke up like last week smiling and I knew what made me smile. I had a dream. <laughs> That's cracking me up. All right. The Holly dorkiness, number one. I had a dream that Jason Momoa kissed me on the forehead and woke me up. And I woke up. <laughs> 
it. <laughs> Aquaman kissed me. Now you should know in my sleep, I don't even cheat on my husband. Like I've had like people in my sleep be like, oh, you're beautiful. I'm like, I'm married. But you know, it wasn't even whatever. It was like the most sweet, like forehead kiss, like almost like you would do to a kid. I just, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, that was awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That is the dorkiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I own it. I own it. I, I'm, I love that. Oh Usually the God. thing that makes me the most happy is dancing. It just dancing oh makes God. me yeah. happy. So yeah. um, you can find me often dancing in my house or in the car to embarrass my child. I just like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, I do a blast the music as soon as I get up. I'm like, okay, especially on cleaning day. I have this thing. I already have like a playlist for cleaning day every Saturday. I'm like, here, boom, let's do this. And then it just goes fast. And I was like, oh, this is not so bad after all. I hate mopping, but it needs to be done. Yeah. My favorite song playing. Who cares? I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I could do that. Yeah. Do like little, yeah, something. <laughs> Although tango, can you tango? Argentina no. tango? I I have I haven't tried I haven't tried yeah it's one of it's on my to do list but it's like I know it's very difficult though yeah you and no, me both it's on my yeah. to do list yeah <laughs> <laughs> someday okay Rachel hey Holly why well, I keep calling you Rachel I'm like Ugh. you know my middle name is Rachel so like on my book if you oh, no look way. it up on Amazon it's Holly Rachel Hughes because there are a couple other Holly Hugheses out there and we are not the same person no <laughs> worry you're definitely one in a kind so. <laughs> definitely are oh, Holly so oh my god love talking to you so anybody wants to contact you work with you uh, get all that energy I, I absolutely love what you do I love that you own it you know that's what it is because there's a lot of people out there they're like oh yeah I can see this and that and then you're looking at them you're like no you're full of shit but yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know I can see you own it and and you embrace it and I love that you bring that into your business as well to help others um kind of imagine somebody who's not into woo woo and then they meet you and they're like oh, I can see a dead person behind you <laughs> <laughs> I've done that I've done that to people it's kind of fun not gonna lie it's fun <laughs> your party trick but yes love you. if anybody wants to contact you get to know you better work with you where they can find you best easiest place is on my website hollyhughesintuitive.com on instagram i'm also hollyhughesintuitive and everything is linkable there okay perfect and yeah and check out her book real not perfect on amazon i will drop all the links here in the podcast and Holly, it's been, you have made my day. I have to say, I, I, I was in a kind of, oh my God, I have to jump on a call, but it was fantastic from the moment I jump in and I'm sure we're going to keep talking about when I press stop here anyway. So thank you I feel so, the same so exact way. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you Thanks. And for everybody who's listening, uh, we'll see you next time. Have a wonderful day. Bye. <laughs>